It is Super Bowl week, almost. Almost Super Bowl week and a half. Yeah, perhaps by the time this is released in the next couple of weeks, the Chiefs yes. will already have been crowned champions. But more importantly, they were already crowned AFC Conference champions over what team? Oh, did they win that game? Absolutely, with with a little help. Oh, but they did win it by a lot, right? The, uh, the, did they just they absolutely crushed the Bengals? Uh, three points. Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, it's hard to be too upset about. It. I mean, that penalty at the end—that was a lot of fun. That was rough. Like, I feel bad for that guy. Like you guys, you know what? Fifteen yards. Yeah. Like, what's fifteen yards among friends? Right. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And and you know, um, I watched Cleveland's or uh, Cincinnati's mayor's. Nobody watches Cleveland. Uh, no, uh, Cincinnati's mayor's video where he talked trash about my beloved Kansas City. <laughs> oh gosh, it was cringy. Oh, it was like for Cincinnatians. Like I read an article by Cincinnati and it was just like, what? He's probably 35, 40, but. It had boomer energy. Yeah. Heavy boomer energy yeah. from Cincinnati's mayor there. And I was glad Travis Kelsey got to talk some trash after the game. But yeah. my Chiefs are still in it. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Uh, I'm just now breaking this on our podcast. They have my blessing. Oh, they have my blessing and they go all the way. That makes me happy. Yeah. That do. makes me happy. Yeah. Well, welcome to the Bless Your Heart cast where we discuss your favorite movies, music, art, and culture from a Christian worldview. Trevor, bless your heart. Bless your heart, Mike. Hey, today we've got an exciting topic. This is episode three. We are changing up the format a little bit today. I will be actually doing an interview with a high-profile guest. Oh my gosh, who do we get? And we have him in studio. What? As in in this little room that I've made into my study slash studio. And his name is, drumroll please, Trevor Babcock, professor of English here at Williams Baptist University. Well, of course, I know, of course I know him. Yeah, He's absolutely. Me. Absolutely. He's our resident multiverse expert. Um, so we are going to be diving into this amazingly broad, very popular topic, something I don't quite understand called the multiverse. Literally could not be a broader topic, the broadest of topics. It can be whatever you want it to be, oh, I gosh. guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Minds no. are blown. Um, let's just start it off. Uh, obviously the multiverse is in and around all of our lives. It's all over the Marvel MCU. That's kind of what we'll be talking about quite a bit. Um, I, I will admit it guys. I've kind of, uh, shunned Marvel recently. So, um, I'm, ex- Ooh, yeah. What was it? Um, the phase one and two loved phase one, yeah. two, maybe half of three kind of done with the last half of three and four. So you're less of a Wakanda forever and more of a, like a Wakanda Last episode, what kind of five minutes? I need to watch that. I need to watch the second one, but it's up on Disney Plus. We watched it last night. It's good. Like it's it's tough. Yeah, I mean, because you know, well, the first Black Panther was tough. That was a hard movie to watch. Was it? I'm it was trying excellent. To think. One of my favorite Marvel movies. Uh huh. Just, but you know, the it it was it was hard, and then just Chadwick Boseman and, dying makes yeah. it even worse. Gosh. I mean, it, yeah, the first loss. the first ten minutes are hard yeah uh, in Wakanda forever but yeah no yeah surprise. so we'll uh I, I need to check that out uh I do love Black Panther I haven't really loved any of the other movies lately but we want to talk about the multiverse today yes. where is it from what's where does it find its source what are we kind of talking about when we talk about multiverse yeah like where who came up with the idea well yeah. so I'm gonna run through and I'm gonna do this try to be as least boringest as I possibly can. But there are, when people talk about the multiverse, they're talking about basically four different multiverses, four different types of multiverses. And there's actually more than even four theories. But I'm going to give you the four biggins. And, okay. and you taught a class on 
what was it called? Uh, I didn't teach a class. Oh, uh, yeah. So I did teach a class, the MCU. Yeah. Uh, universe from a specifically Christian perspective. What a fun class. Yeah. Oh, we had a wonderful time. And I gave uh, a lecture uh, to the co-honors program here at WBU about specifically the multiverse. I'm kind of doing, yeah, kind of using my notes again. Yeah, uh, Professor Trick uh, here. So you said we're gonna we're gonna run through four different yes theories, models, versions of the multiverse. Yeah, and if Dr. Palachik were, were here, he would say make sure to say model, not theory, for professor reasons. But so we're just gonna say model. There's four models. Okay, so in in other words, there. Uh, scientists have come to the multiverse or to multiverse uh, like theories, ideas, models of multiverses from multiple directions. Okay? okay, so there's not one idea of here's what multiverse looks like. Let me try to explain. So the first one of four is uh, the string theory predicts multiverse, and this is this is the one I understand the least, to be completely honest. String theory: the whole idea is that um, when you are at the level of humans of people what we can see and, and interact with like physics works in a newtonian way when you get way down into particles like they just like the the, the standards that are set in yeah. big universe just don't work down in quantum like gravity yeah. works different like yeah. what okay so string theory wants to bridge the gap it wants to string these uh constants of nature together and yada 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 you get 11 dimensional space. It's wild. Uh, I don't completely understand it. I'm just going to move on. That's eight more dimensions than I'm comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm still working on time as a dimension. Right. <laughs> um, I don't get it. The second is this bubble theory. So like uh, when everything came to be, and this is, and these are all, are, I was going to say these are all godless theories. Um <laughs> They, You're not going to hear these taught at uh, like seminary yeah, or and, from and, the pulpit. Yeah, and we will get to that. Yeah, but th um, in some way, these are these theories allow you to kind of get around the problem of fine tuning. Are you familiar with the problem of mm -hmm. fine tuning? Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, and for our listeners, just real quick, the problem of fine tuning is like if gravity was off by like 1% in either direction, if like weak nuclear force was off in by 1% in any direction, all these things had to be just so, so that uh, uh, life could happen in any way, that like planets yeah. would cohere. So the, the universe is fine-tuned. No one disputes that. If you um, want a great real-world example of the problem of fine-tuning, uh, go to listen to a professional symphony, symphony orchestra and then go listen to a junior high band concert. Yeah. And you'll see why fine tuning is important. Fine tuning matters. But like, yeah, actually though, like your, our universe had to, it, it's not just the rocks had to be this way. It's like the constants. Mm -hmm. Again, gravity, right. magnetism had to be so strong and not stronger, not weaker. Mm -hmm. There's like seven of these things. So one way you can get around that is like, well, what if, what if at the big bang, the big bang was so explosive that you got these bubble universes. The second idea is the bubbles. Okay. And so there's a universe that spits out here. There's a universe that spits out there. They're traveling away from each other faster than the, than the speed of light. And you just have, you know, not just one, and I'm not talking about galaxies. I'm talking universes, universes yeah. and never the twain shall meet. Like they, they, they cannot, bridge from one to the next all of the theories at least hold that in common there's no mm -hmm. bridging 
And uh, so that's that's one theory. It's like uh, fizz, like infinite yep. fizz it, at the Big Bang. We just threw different universes out. Uh, the third one, what if there is just infinite matter? <laughs> what if what if the this universe just goes forever? And like this is honestly probably the hardest thing to wrap your head around because you think you know infinity and it's like no it's bigger than that no. right it's bigger than that it's bigger than that so in this theory like maybe if you get far enough away gravity starts misbehaving maybe yep. magnets work differently uh once you are 10 trillion 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 light years away right right so that's one uh so those are the those are three all right and this fourth one we're gonna we're gonna hit on a little longer look guys um those first three I don't know. I don't know if anybody understands them, and and maybe except for the person that wrote the book on them. Um, but I'm deathly allergic to cats. Let's talk about cats. I have an aversion to this th- to this theory. We went to visit some friends recently, played some cards, and they had a cat, and I sneezed like 15 times upon exiting their home um, with with my eyes watering and everything. So, but maybe Schrodinger's cat is different. Maybe I won't be allergic to Mr. Schrodinger's cat. What if I told you you could kill that cat? Oh, yes, I would love to. But it would still be alive. That's Schrodinger's cat. A zombie cat? Zombie cat. Yeah, so let me try to break this down. Um, This, by the way, this is, we're getting into the MCU's version, like the, the version they specifically, the model of the multiverse they use deliberately. So the MCU does not use the bubble or inflation theory, the infinite universe theory, or the... Uh, what was the string? First, the yeah, string nobody, theory. nobody but mathematicians at MIT okay. understands string, and they can just yeah. stay at MIT. <laughs> yeah, you right. know what? Like, let's well, just wall that off. Yeah. Um, Schrodinger's cat. So, here's the problem. Do you remember a minute ago when I said, you know, life, the physics at human level works in a in a Newtonian way? Okay, mm-hmm. like force equals mass times acceleration. Right. Every time you get down to the quantum level. Um, the quantum realm, as they call it in the MCU, and things really do start misbehaving. Um, uh, as in, like, you you can... Okay, here's an example of, like, things misbehaving. Like, you can s- cut a mile in half, right? And mm-hmm. you're, like, so many feet. And then you right. cut that distance in half, and then you cut that. And, and you can keep going infinitely, right? Like, you can mm-hmm. always cut something in half, right? Mm-hmm. Nope. Not in the quantum realm. In the quantum... <laughs> in quantum physics, like, there there is discrete final amount of distance like there is no smaller amount of distance in this like wrap your head around that yeah it's crazy it's like and that's that's one example of quantum physics just is different so here's what schrodinger decided okay there is uh, another one of these quantum crazinesses Uh, in the early 1900s they scientists were discovering that the down on quantum uh planes like things behave differently. They discovered that um, there, there is a property of atoms and subatomic particles that uh, are genuinely unpredictable and like, like literally chaotic. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole conversation for another time. But, but they, uh, there's this property, let's call it A or B. Okay, this particle has a property A or B. Well, the A and B, A or B are in superposition in some particles. Superposition, what does that mean? That means it is not A or B, it is A and B. Okay? okay. So it's not red or blue, it's red and blue. And you think like, oh, purple, right? Like it's a mixture of the two? No, okay. <laughs> it is red 
and it is blue. It's both at the same time. Okay, and this makes no sense. The problem is the math works, like, and we've tested it and the math works. So Schrodinger said, you can't be two things at one time. Let me give you an example of this cat. Let's say we put a cat in the box, okay? Oh, before I get to the experiment, one more thing. When you observe this particle, then that's what makes it A or B, okay? So it's in okay. superposition. Yeah. And the trick is some scientist somehow has to observe the particle and then going from that point on, and it's like, why should observation affect the nature of the particle? But it's, again, topic for another time. Yeah. So you uh, to, to illustrate this point, Schrodinger said, let's devise an experiment. No one's ever done this. It's just a thought experiment. Let's put a cat in a box and let us put one of these weird subatomic particles in there. And we're going to hook it up to, let's say, a bomb. And he used like a poison gas bomb or something like that. Awesome. And if it's... Uh, if we open it up, if we open up the box, you know, then the the um, subatomic particle will slap into either A or B. Got it? Mm -hmm. But what happens before we open the box? Then we know that it's A and B. Okay. And uh, one more part, if you haven't put this together yet, if A the cat dies, if B the cat lives, right? Right. And so you open you open up the box, and what you discover? Oh, the cat is dead, or the cat lived. The problem is like causality. The problem is that like. Well, what, what was it five minutes ago before I opened up the box? And Schrodinger says correctly, the cat is alive and dead. It is mm. A and B because the cat's life now is depends upon the state, the state of this quantum particle. Right. And it, it is alive and dead until you open up the box. And then it is either alive or dead. Right. Interesting. Okay. And so the idea, like, how do we, what, like, what? How is like this is this makes no sense? Yeah, and, my brain hurts. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like Schrodinger devised this to prove to you that it makes no sense, mm -hmm. but the math works. It works. It's it's like yeah. true in some sense, even though right. it makes no sense. Well, so the way one guy, um, I'm blanking on his name, but he wrote his dissertation on this and then never touched science again in the 50s. Um, you can look him up. He devised. He he, he uh, suggested well. Okay, what if you open up the cat box and then like in one universe, the cat's alive and in the next mm. universe, the cat's dead. Okay. okay, then the cat is alive and dead just in two forked universes. Right. Okay, and then we get the multiverse. Okay, so do you see where that leads? Like every choice, Absolutely. every choice gets made. Okay, and, and every choice, technically every quantum function, mm -hmm. but... Marvel kind of fudges that and just says every choice. Yeah. If you watch Loki, yeah. every choice gets made. Every choice leads you to, you know, forked uh, timelines. And this is how we get like the, the pop culture meme version of timelines. Like, yeah. you know, like the joke, and this is a pretty crass joke, but like, what if Hitler had gotten into art school? Like different timelines. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I mean, the whole point of the show, what if, right? That, that exactly. Marvel released. Yeah. yeah. So somebody makes a decision differently new timeline yeah right so yeah. that's uh that's the whole idea of the multiverse okay all right so hopefully you're still with us um what what trevor's been talking about is this theory schrodinger's cat it leads us we we, we cross that over into pop culture we get this theory of forks basically um i love forks some of my favorite utensils are forks yeah absolutely um typically i love what's on the end of the fork Mm. more than the actual fork itself. What do you put on the end of those forks, Mike? Today at lunch, it was mac and cheese. Mm. And it was delicious. Mac and cheese. Um, so 
I think that I think if you if you're familiar at all with phase two, three, four of Marvel, you're seeing things like Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Even the first Doctor Strange, where we're introduced to the multiverse, you get the Spider Verse. Yeah, the Spider into the Spider Verse, one of the most popular movies from the whole. So good, right? Yeah, it's great. Um, it's an entire movie based on the multiverse. So here we are with an English professor. That sounded more like a science lecture. Yeah. So tell me how we got here. What, what What is your interest? How was your interest so peaked as, as someone who cares about literature, um, even a film buff? How, how are you? Why do you care so much about the multiverse? Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's so hot right now, uh, as they say. Um, I say that. Yeah, you say that a lot. And I do have just a little bit of a scientific, enough scientific background to uh, make me say dumb things. Uh, I spent a couple of years studying chemical engineering, but uh, this stuff excites me. I do still have a little bit of science brain. And so I started thinking about these things like what do you, you know, let's put the science on hold and just deal with like the pop culture part of it. Mm-hmm. And I wondered, like, that's what I do every day, by the way. Yeah, put the science. On hold. <laughs> yeah, let's just put the, <laughs> the science on hold podcast. Uh, is it too late to change your name? Um, let's stop thinking about real things and start thinking about stories. Yeah. And what tropes emerge? Like when you mm. start looking at these stories, like what are these? The, the question I ask myself is, what are these multiverse stories about? Yeah. And. Uh, can I give you the answer? Would that be okay? Go for it. Is this a safe space for answers? Very safe. Absolutely. Um, the conclusion I came to, and here's my thesis for the rest of the show, multiverse stories are inherently anti-multiverse. Inherently anti-multiverse. Have I blown your mind yet? Absolutely. Brain matter yeah. behind the Oh, behind my gosh. Where, where do you keep your mop? So, um, Multiverse movies are inherently... inherently Anti-multiverse. Anti. Multiverse. Okay. Say it with me. Yeah. So um, what do I mean by that? Okay. So I'm going to be talking a little bit about multiverse movies. I'm going to be talking a little bit about uh, multiverse movies cousin, time travel movies. Because again, if you go back and change the past, congratulations, like you're in a multiverse. This sounds like a really popular 80s movie. Absolutely. Let's go back to the future. Oh. Yeah. Um, the Butterfly Effect from a sound call, uh, from a short story by Ray Bradbury mm-hmm. uh, called The Sound of Thunder. Ray Bradbury, you might know from Fahrenheit 451. Uh, but anyway, Ray Bradbury came to this. He was the first um, writer to really express this idea of, again, the butterfly effect. You go way back in the past, you step on a butterfly as one character does, and it changes the course of everything mm-hmm. millions of years later or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, this small, again, butterfly effect, the smallest change far back enough changes everything going forward. Um, uh, that, so we get that idea in the 50s, and we're still working it out in stories. Um, uh Again, uh, it's Sound of Thunder. Like it changed. Like it's a bad thing. This is yeah. not a good thing to go back and change the past. It you'd goofs up everything. So, um, multiverse theories are essentially anti-multiverse. Let me just give you a rundown of uh, how I'm going to try to prove this to you. Um, first, in multiverse stories or, or time travel stories like Back to the Future, which I'll talk about, we see three things about the multiverse. The first is getting to the multiverse is a sin. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> it's a sin. It's, it's, bad. it's always something went wrong uh, to get you into the multiverse. Something went wrong to get you into the multiverse. Yep. It's a Pandora's box kind of story. Like you have opened up, you you are you are meddling with things that a 
mortal ought not meddle. If you're Doctor Strange, it's Tilda Swinton's box. And yes. she's horrifying in that movie. Yeah. Um, that would scare me back out of the multiverse yeah. to encounter her. Yeah. Yeah. She looks at you and then her like inner eyelids blink and you're like, yeah. Tilda. She's scary in every movie. Yeah. Like get that look she might out. be a nice lady, but yeah, she horrifies me. Yeah. She's yeah. Tilda Swinton's is a lot. She's intense. So, so getting, it's, it's bad to get there. Yeah. It's yeah. It, getting there requires some kind of goof or sin or something yeah. bad. Um, two, uh, staying there is tempting, but chaotic. Mm-hmm. And three, uh, going home is the final destination. Okay. Getting so back to getting your back universe. to the future, getting yeah. back. Like that is the point of these stories is, and this is like fundamentally conservative. I don't mean that like politically. I mean, like it's, it's like pro family. It's pro yeah. like the life you have. It's pro acceptance, mm-hmm. accepting the life you have. Yeah. Okay. It's not changing things. It's like accepting things. Like, right. so again, a fundamental conservative. So the uh, multiverse getting there is a sin. Staying there is tempting, but chaotic. And going home is the point. That's mm. the destination. Getting back. Okay. So um, let me give you some examples. Um, getting Going there is a sin. Um, do you remember uh, exactly how Marty McFly gets propelled into the past? Do you remember the scene that does it? Why does he go back? Oh, it's been so long. It's the terrorists. It's the, the, terrorists. the terrorists, but it's not the terrorists who are the problem. If you remember how the story goes, okay, so uh, Marty McFly's in the uh, parking lot of the mm-hmm. what Twin Pines Mall, something like that. Yeah, and then he goes back in the past and hits one of the Twin Pines, and back in the future, it's the it's the single pine the mall. Single if pine. you look, yeah, 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 like Lone Pine or something. Anyway, um, the terrorists come. Why the terrorists uh, are interested uh, in Doc? It's because uh, Doc made a deal with them to get the plutonium, right? And basically swindled them, stole from them. Okay, so Doc, like there's the hubris of like, you know, he even says in the first movie, I'm going to go back into the future and I'm going to get like baseball scores. And I'm going to bet he he says that part. Like, like, okay, ethically questionable, but but (laughs) whatever. (laughs) But but we like you. You're fun. Let's go. Um, So they're like, there is this sort of scientific hubris, but not just hubris. Like, <laughs> dude lied to terrorists. Like, yeah. if, if you want something so bad that you're lying to terrorists, like, um, like th- there, there's, there might be some issue here. So this yeah. desire, like hubris, hubris is what mm-hmm. we talk about. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about the Iliad or the Odyssey or one of these. So it's, there's some kind of pride. So uh, yeah, it, it is a... Uh, a sin it's a moral failure moral not scientific moral failure Mm -hmm. that often often leads people into the multiverse let's go to um into the spider-verse do you remember how the spider-verse gets open no it is kingpin okay kingpin who orders uh doc ock or doc ock's Mm -hmm. uh uh, um friend yeah the is she female or is she his uh uh, niece, uh, something. Anyway. I don't remember. <laughs> Female Doc Ock, yeah. So it's uh, devises the way for Kingpin to get into the multiverse. Why does yeah. Kingpin want to get into the multiverse? To get his family. Any family yep. will do. My yep. family died in a car wreck, and this and it's sympathetic, right? Like, right. like man, like that's you know. Sometimes you have these sympathetic villains, and Kingpin is one here. He's just trying to get his family back, and so he'll go into the multiverse pick one of the families and yep. bring it home. And like, well, what happens to that king? Like, yeah. that's okay. Um, that's one way to do it, I guess. But anyway, it's, uh, you can see that it's problematic. What he's wanting to do, what Kingpin wants to do is, is morally mm-hmm. a problem. Um, uh, 
everything everywhere all at once this movie's up for a thousand oscars oh, yeah. Yeah. um i'm not gonna i'm gonna try not to spoil it but uh what i uh, it's uh, not past the statute of limitations it's yet not it's not spoiling. and yeah. it's on it's on one of the streaming i believe things. it's hbo max yeah um uh definitely rated r um it's worth watching in my humble opinion but yeah uh not gonna spoil it but this trope holds there mm-hmm. there's a there's an issue there. There's a moral failing right. on the part of the hero this time on the part of the good guys mm-hmm. morally fail. And this leads to everything everywhere all at once. It leads to the problem. Okay. So getting there is a sin. Staying there is tempting, but chaotic. chaotic. Okay. Uh, back to the future. <laughs> yeah. There is some temptation there. It's not very strong. Yeah. But uh, his uh, uh, Michael J's, Mom in the story is now young and pretty mm-hmm. and uh, would like to date Michael J. Fox. Okay. Right. Um, that's kind of the jokier version. Obviously, that can't work out and that's not terribly tempting. But you get to see your family again. You get mm-hmm. to see a relationship. Uh, maybe is this the universe where that relationship works out? Yeah. You know, um, everything everywhere all at once. Oh, there's a success. Like there's there's a version of my life where I was successful beyond my wildest imaginings Mm -hmm. you know there's this temptation to well can i just hang out here you know um the same i mean this just hit me i mean you just saw me uh get inspired uh yes but it's a wonderful life sure yeah oh my goodness absolutely right what if i'd never been born yep and a counterfactual yeah what this stuff is and here's this terrible town right potterville or whatever it's called um yep the dark timeline i mean honestly though like that it's the same idea um uh, a what if. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's not a lot of temptation in that version, but it uh, frequently there's this, it, certainly there's chaos. Yeah. Certainly yeah. there's chaos. Um, whether that's uh, now the, this is the timeline where the villain wins, mm-hmm. such as it's a wonderful life or just the chaos, like literal chaos as in the multiverse of madness. Like everyone is breaking yeah. into everyone. Uh, every, uh, everything everywhere all at once goes the literal chaos route. Yeah. Like everything is just going to happen at the same time. And it's just going to be <laughs> undifferentiated events and people and time. And it's just, you know, and so the third point being then the ultimate destination, once you've been there is returning home. Yeah. It, now that you have opened up the Pandora's box. Okay. Uh, whether it's your fault, you, the hero, or whether it's the villain's fault, your job, your like the the goal of the hero is to get out and shut the door behind them. Yeah, it's not enough to leave. You have to shut the door. Yeah. Um, now, again, does everything follow this formula? Not quite. Back to the future. We still have the time traveling car, uh, but it's good now. Um, but in uh, MCU, yeah, like uh, uh, no way home. Okay, yeah. no yeah. way home. Um, uh, Spider-Man gets Doctor Strange to cast a spell to get everyone to forget him, and, and Doctor Strange kind of goofs and ends up pulling in villains. As from, he's apt to do. Yeah, what a goof. Um, ends up pulling in villains from elsewhere. Again, you get that hu- hubris. You, you're messing mm-hmm. with powers you shouldn't be messing with, and it causes problems. Mm-hmm. Okay, and now it is Spider-Man's goal just to get just to get back to normal right okay not to not to build some better universe just no, normal mm-hmm. is the goal okay um going home accepting life as it is yeah. okay and that's uh you know this is where the moral element comes in because that is that's not easy to do when you've suffered the kind of losses that the heroes often suffer yeah right so um going there 
somebody goofed up to even open up the door, somebody morally goofed up, staying there is chaotic, maybe yeah. tempting but chaotic, and going home is the point. And again, story after story, you're going to see these tropes in the multiverse. So they these are, are anti, they're, yeah, they're, anti-multiverse. Exactly. They are, and maybe we can transition to talking like into the so what of that. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, they are, they, they are preaching to you, don't worry about the multiverse. Interesting. That is so interesting, and I'm I'm just seeing it all over cinema. Yeah. I mean, I mean, recently, especially obviously the the MCU is taking advantage all they can of the the multiverse. Um, you know, from my perspective, one of the reasons why I've stopped really indulging in the MCU is for for the for the the layman, those are the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, all the Marvel movies, and obviously Disney plus has helped that a lot by making all the TV shows, um, and everything's accessible, um, was just the, gosh, I I think it hit me. This is never going to end. Like there's (laughs) literally, yeah, this is just a cash cow and, and people eat it up. And and I felt like the quality was going downhill, um, in the last few movies and the shows, I can't keep up with it also. I don't have time, but the multiverse, seemed like and i think maybe this is down here um is the, the multiverse is giving them a way to just keep making more movies yeah it is, i mean there is that there is that right like oh and not only that we can do the cameos which yeah let's be honest i do love the cameos it like i see yeah <laughs> like I, the cynical part of me is like come on man you see what they're doing but my brain's like yeah i see but i don't care like <laughs> sticking you know Andrew Garfield, he's great. I love. Him. I hated it. <laughs> really, you I hated it. Hated the last Spider Man. Really? Oh no, you're oh, the one. You're the yes. only one. You're the ninety nine percent on and, Rotten and, Tomatoes. It's and, you. And in the in the moment, it got me. I I was like, yeah, cool, because uh, I'm a I'm a Tobey Maguire Spider Man guy. Oh, Tobes. And he came back. Pizza time. And I just um I liked it in the moment. And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, that was about an hour of cheap tricks. Mm. the multiverse to to make and in the end the, like the green goblin's not really dead I exactly don't know. i think he's in counseling so <laughs> listen when i was a kid and this stuff everything we're talking about it's in the movies now but like when i was a kid back in the early 60s <laughs> it, this was in the um uh it was in the comic books first like you have mm-hmm. the crisis of infinite earths in right. dc and like they knew that multiverse was a problem and whenever you had one of these multiverse stories, like I, I learned that I just didn't care because it's like, yeah, the camera, if you want, like the camera's on this Spider-Man, yeah. but there's infinite of them. Like, why couldn't the camera be on that Spider-Man? Yeah. Like, it's just a, it's a cheat, right? Yeah. Like it's a cheat of perspective. Um, yeah. You're telling this story, not that story. This Spider-Man lit wins. Well, that one loses. Like it just lowers the stakes. It, you couldn't lower the stakes any further. Like who cares if they win or lose? Um, and this even gets said out loud in everywhere, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. It, they put it in the mouth of the villain. Uh, there's this villainous entity, and this is not a spoiler. Uh, the villainous entity named like what? Jobu Tupaki. And Jobu Tupaki says at one point, "Every choice gets made every way, every time. What possible meaning can you hope for? Mm. Right? Like right. your choices can't matter because <laughs> you're gonna do all of them. And that's how I feel about the the MCU. It, yeah. At this point is. Yeah. They can tie you up in emotion for two and a half hours with this story, bring back all your favorite childhood people uh, who played that. Yeah, the actors they can bring back. Yeah, and 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 bring it back and and have these have these feelings and then uh, in the movie any way they want, 
right? And, yeah. and we're happy. And the endings don't really matter because we know even if Thanos snaps, somebody can go back and change the snap. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like and, it's, and, and it's cool one time, right? Like, like it's for me, I enjoyed it the one time and it kind of concluded the, the, the heroes I grew up with. And, and sure, it's time for a new generation, whatever. But the way in which they're being brought together is through this multiverse where there's all these different possibilities. There's all in and any movies possible, any endings possible. And, and, and I feel like, I feel like they're just messing with us. Maybe yeah. I'm a conspiracy theorist. I don't know, but feel no, like- I, this was my um, problem with multiverse stories uh, from the get go. This mm-hmm. is why the, I, the good ones and there are good ones. Like I, I, in my humble opinion, yeah, I do like Into the Spider Verse. I do mm-hmm. like Back to the. Oh, Future. I liked Into the Spider Verse. I yeah. did, yeah. And and I think the reason I like them is because is because they say no to the multiverse. Yeah, because they shut the door. Uh, that this the hero completes the arc, cut ends the loop, and says this is not a place to hang out. This is dangerous. This is not good for storytelling. Yeah, the guys who directed Everything Everywhere All at Once they call themselves Daniels because it's two guys named Daniel. Uh, Daniels like are on record talking to some reporter and saying like the multiverse is a distraction. If we didn't have a good story without the multiverse, we didn't have a good story with the multiverse. Mm. And I think that that is extremely um, smart of them. Um, I think that's absolutely true. So yeah, uh, again, the problem with these stories is that if any ending could happen, depend on which, depending on which universe you're looking at, what's the point of the story? Yeah. So can I bring this into kind of like do the Christian thing? Then, yeah. Right? Let's hey, let's always do the Christian let's, thing. Let's just do it. Let's <laughs> do the Christian thing. Um, look, I, I one thing we do when we tell ourselves stories and we tell each other stories is that we search for our own moral intuition. Okay. Especially about these abstract things. Let me give you an example. Um, Oedipus. Okay, Oedipus Rex. Um, uh, Oedipus Rex is, uh, as you may or may know, uh, may not know. Um, I teach this. He's. It's one of a trilogy. Okay, there's Oedipus Rex, Oedipus the Colonist, and then Antigone. Three plays by that written by the same guy, and they all deal with, to more or less capacity, they deal with this question of fate. Okay, mm. if you get a prophecy, is it going to come to pass? Are you sure? Like, yeah. what what can you do? Like, what about free will? Okay, so like these big time issues but like who can how, how can you test these things in real life like how can you go to a lab and say let's test free will let's test fate if these things can like these are untestable ideas right and so what do we do we don't go to science to test the untestable we go to stories mm-hmm. and so i think one thing you know sophocles is working out what do we what do i believe what do i think like what does our hearts tell us mm-hmm. uh, and, and uh, about these issues again uh, fate, uh, free will, that sort of thing in, in those books. Yeah, sorry, in those plays. And one thing the multiverse is doing is we are revealing to ourselves what is our intuition? What is our, in, what What do we think is right? What, what feels right regarding the multiverse uh, to us? And what feels right to me and what what I'm hearing from you is, again, I'm, make, I'm trying to make the case here, yeah. to reject the multiverse. Yeah. And so my point is this. This is not just a trick of storytelling. I think our moral intuition is this is a dead end, yeah. not just for stories, but like IRL, right? Like this yeah. is not um, something we need to philosophize, theorize about, okay? Um, 
there, I think there is some anxiety among believers, like, oh, we don't want another Galileo situation. Right. <laughs> right? Like, we don't want to look like the idiot Christians who just won't face reality. Yeah. Let me say a couple things about that. First, there is no model of the multiverse that ever allows you to actually travel. Okay, pure fiction. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what that means is no one can ever go to another multiverse, come back and say, proof, I got evidence right here. Right. Like, um, of... Uh, look, I've got a Bengals 1 2023 t-shirt. Like, it it happened. You you can't do that. So we will never be, you cannot be disproved on this one. Yeah. Like, like it will, uh, right. Um, So we don't need to worry about that. But B, like, if it exists, so what? So, like, it can't, it can't, not it won't, it cannot, in theory, affect you in any way. And, uh, you know, and, and if we think about the prophecies that exist in the Bible, are those maybes? You know, do we live right. in the do we live in the one universe that the prophecies come to pass? You know, when uh, consider God, how is God compatible with multiverse? Consider that, mm. like He is who who does He call Himself? How does He name Himself? He is the I Am. Okay, so like you and me, we know that the sun will rise tomorrow. God's different. He doesn't know that the sun will rise tomorrow. He's watching it rise tomorrow, right? Like that. there's a different level of knowledge there. And so what does it mean? Uh, is God aware of other multiverses? Is he encompassed by one universe? It, 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 can he go between them? Um, you know, none of this makes sense. Uh, none of these questions make sense in a theistic universe, which I believe is the one we occupy. Yeah. So... Uh, again, I, I I think my bottom line is this: that these stories reveal to us that the multiverse is a dead end, and that's not just an aesthetic feeling on your and my part. I think mm-hmm. it really is uh, speaking to a deeper truth that that we don't want the multiverse. Right? Is that hard proof that multiverse doesn't exist? Eh, no, but it you know it, it means something to me. I think it's circumstantial evidence against the multiverse and by the way once more you can never provide even in theory hard evidence for the multiverse so yeah I, and, uh, why worry about it and i'll i'll kind of close the interview on this just in a, as a devotional side of it as someone who's kind of served in ministry and and um got a seminary and, and still trying to counsel college students through various issues as you are as well i see so many people and, and i've struggled with this myself um, when we watch a silly movie like Dr. Strange and we see people able to go into different realities, universes, timelines and change what happened, um, say, man, I wish that I could go back and not do what I did. Or I wish that I would go back and get serious about my faith early on. And yeah, I think that's a natural thing to feel. I, I, there's certainly things that I wish I would have done differently. There's certainly sins that I wish I wouldn't have committed. Certainly. I wish that I wouldn't have skipped so many days praying and reading my Bible yesterday. Right. (laughs) But if you stay with that mindset, it will eat you up with guilt. It will eat you up with shame. It will eat you up with apathy. You'll become apathetic to pursuing Christ in the day to day. When in reality, we know that God has called us to live in the here and the now. 
He has called us to be people of today. So you're not the sum of your past mistakes. You're not the one who um, should be racked with guilt saying, I wish there was a multiverse for me to go and change this. Um, you're, you're the one who is brought to this point for a reason, um, whatever it might be. All of us are in this moment for, for a very reason for such a time as this, as the scriptures say. Um, and God is calling you to be faithful today, not to, to harp on what you might've done in the past, because chances are guys, this is me too. If you would be dropped back in that same situation, you would make the very same mistakes. You'd make the same mistakes. We all would be faithful for today. Don't worry about tomorrow either. Don't worry about yesterday. Be faithful today. And that's, that's when I'm hearing all of this. Um, it's fun for entertainment, but man, don't get your, don't give your life to this kind of thinking. Yeah. I it's, it is fun to be in the multiverse for a time. But mm -hmm. again, the, the message at the end of the day in the stories that work, you get away from what if, and you land on what is mm -hmm. okay. And the characters oh, have good. to make that move. Yep. I just came up with that. It's that was good, right? very good. Wow. wow. Okay. So the multiverse, I, I hope you've all uh, listened to this and enjoyed it. Um, again, Trevor has some great resources on the multiverse. He's been, uh, this has been helpful for me as someone who, who I'm, I'm not big on the theories. I don't know them, but it's been helpful and, and, and just a good reminder, um, to, to embrace this, to, to watch this as a, uh, enjoy it as entertainment, but don't let this become the way you think about the world. Listen to the stories when they tell you yeah. to get away from it. They're right. Go home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go home. There is a way home. It's yeah. not no way home. There is a way home. Um, so Trevor, with all that being said, uh, what have you been enjoying this week? What have I been enjoying this week? Um, we had another snow week. You were you were home for three I, days. I enjoyed coming back to school today. <laughs> oh my gosh! I said uh, I said to one of our mutual friends, like I can't wait to the end of the snow days so I can get some rest. I mean, look, yeah, I love my kids. I think <laughs> hey, there, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's yeah. almost March. I, I just really feel called at this juncture to uh, be spending less time with my family. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let Vanessa know. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, you know, Vanessa, Vanessa's great. I love her. No, um, <laughs> of course I love my kids. Look, it's, it's it's hard raising, yeah. you know. Our our oldest is in first grade, and then it's just down four from boys, that. two babies, twin babies, and it's four under six, ooh, right? Four. Six and down, six, six and, and down. down, yeah, yeah. And so I was happy. What what good? Ha what what did I enjoy today? I enjoyed being in creative writing class, talking oh, good. about Encanto, uh, explaining how the story works and why Pixar nice. is good at storytelling. Yeah. yeah. What have you enjoyed this L week, Mike? Last night. I, we, so my wife and I work in student life here. We, uh, during snow days, we end up working a lot of those cause we want to, uh, it's good. It's actually a really good time to hang out with the students and not an official capacity, but a lot of board games, a lot of, we had a ping pong tournament. It was a lot of fun, but last night I didn't do any of that because they announced that we were going to have class and work today. So I just kind of, um, Gabby was talking with somebody and we, uh, I was in the, the living room by myself, so I watched this new movie with Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson called Banshees of Inishirin. Ooh, any Set, good? Oh, it was really good. Um, I think on IMDb I gave it an 8 out of 10, eight um, out of 10. which kind of is about where it's at. I think it's a 7.8 on there. It's uh, certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. It's an Oscar nominee. It was very good. 
Yeah, it is an R-rated. Are... It's an R-rated movie. Yeah. So, so yeah. you know, the language is the biggest thing of that. If that bothers you, I wouldn't watch this movie. But it's Ireland. I've been to Ireland, and that's how they talk. It's it's accurate. <laughs> 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 that's how I'll say. Um, it's set in tw- nineteen twenty three, a hundred years ago. It is um, their friendship. Colin Farrell, Brennan Gleeson. Um, they're in a, a tiny village. And their friendship kind of ends abruptly, and they begin fighting. And it's a black tragicomedy, is how a tragicomedy something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's it's on there. I said tragicomedy, which <laughs> is its that's own. That's all commies. All yeah. commies are tragic <laughs> And it is about that, and and it's actually a picture of the Irish Civil War. Um, it's it's an extended analogy of what's going on on the mainland of Ireland, which they're not involved with, which is this Irish Civil War, and these two best friends fighting over. Silly things is the director's take on what the Irish Civil War was, um, which I'm sure people from Ireland would maybe agree, disagree. I don't know. But beautiful cinematography, great acting. Of course, with those two, you can't really go wrong. Um, It was a great movie. I really enjoyed it. Uh, It left me thinking. It left me wanting to be a better friend to my friends. Um, And... It uh, left me thankful for the good friends I do have who don't just desert me all of a sudden and, you know, um, do crazy. That movie gets crazy. So I would I would encourage you to watch that. It's it's you're not going to come away smiling, Hmm. Um, but you may come away thankful for good friends and thankful that you're uh, you know, you weren't part of the Irish Civil War. Uh, Yeah. Well, as always, we're so glad that you've stuck with us. Um, We're um, we hope that you are having a good time accessing these and listening to these. Um, you know, you can, you can follow us, you can rate us, you can give us good ratings on all of the, uh, different podcast platforms out there. Look, I'd settle for a three, but five would be awesome. I won't settle for three. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that I want to, I want a four. I want a okay. five, but this has been the bless your heart cast. We're so grateful that you've taken time to listen to us nerd out about the, the multiverse. And as always, mm-hmm. Bless your heart, Trevor. Bless your heart, Mike, and your heart in all possible universes. (laughs) 